Montana. News with Jay Scott, bringing you what impacts you in your town. Here's Jay. Firefighters continued their efforts at numerous sites Thursday, with the forecast calling for increased winds and dry thunderstorms on Friday. At the Howe Ridge Fire in Glacier National Park, the size held yesterday at 3,500 acres. The Southwest Area 1 type incident management team took over management of that fire on Friday morning. Flathead County Sheriff Chuck Curry issued an evacuation warning for a small number of residents near Essex due to the nearby Paola Ridge Fire, currently 400 acres. The Shell Rock Fire north of Helena is now 375 acres and 20% contained. Officials hope to full, have full containment Saturday. The Monument and Wigwam fires have forced a handful of families from their homes high in the Gravelli Mountains at the 9,000 foot level. The National Weather Service has predicted winds to blow mostly to the south and southwest through noon Saturday, then shifting to the north and northeast. Temperatures will range between the 50s and 80s with a slight chance of precipitation. U.S. Senator John Tester has asked the Office of Management and Budget Director Mick Mulvaney to change the annual time cycle for awarding federal government grants so contractors will be able to secure them before the start of the construction season. Tester told Mulvaney that Montana contractors are forced to do business with too much uncertainty because a federal government grant may not be made until well into the already short construction season. Many federal government infrastructure grants are not awarded until late spring or early summer, which leaves Montana businesses with a short window to complete construction before winter. Tester called on Mulvaney to reform the grant process so that federal infrastructure funding is announced earlier in the year or implement a process that prioritizes grant announcements that are awarded to northern states that have the shortened construction season. Tester underscored in his letter to Mulvaney that Montana's construction season is only six months long and even shovel-ready infrastructure projects require time to assemble the resources and material to get the job started. Montana's seasonally adjusted unemployment rate fell slightly to 3.7 percent in July, the lowest rate in more than a decade. Officials say Montana has seen an additional 3,400 payroll jobs in the last three months, including 900 in July. However, total employment remained about level in July, indicating workers are switching from self-employment to payroll jobs. Montana's unemployment rate was 3.7% in July of 2007, before the last mortgage and banking crisis. It rose to 7.4% in early 2010. The U.S. unemployment rate is 3.9%, two-tenths of a percent higher. The National Wildlife Federation's Safeguarding Summer Report has found that hotter summer temperatures are leading to more tick-borne diseases, algae blooms in lakes and rivers, and eroding beaches. Kathy Hadley is chair of the National Wildlife Federation's Board of Directors. She says, quote, due to low flows and high water temperatures, fish, wildlife, and parks restricted angler use of almost all of our major rivers in the state in the summertime sometimes begins as early as June. 
so that affects Montana people or families who enjoy the outdoors, and it also affects jobs in Montana. Nearly half of Americans spend time outdoors in the summer on activities such as camping, canoeing, and hunting, according to the report. Outdoor recreation contributed nearly $890 billion to the U.S. economy and supports more than 7.5 million jobs. The clock continues to run out. There are less than two months before the expiration of a popular conservation fund. Various groups are calling for permanent reauthorization of the Land and Water Conservation Fund, a program that has received bipartisan support in the past, but is opposed by President Donald Trump. Dave Chadwick, executive director of the Montana Wildlife Federation, says Montana has received nearly $600 million since the fund was created more than 50 years ago. Quote, acquiring crucial parcels that open up access to other areas of public land was a key factor. He also states 70% of the fishing access sites in Montana have been funded in part with LWCF funds. The LWCF's Forest Legacy Program has supported timber jobs and sustainable logging in Montana as well. It's all set to expire September 30th. Both of Montana's U.S. Senators fully support full funding of the land and water conservation effort. In most years, Congress raids the fund to spend on other projects. President Trump's budget calls for a 99% reduction in payments. A county zoning board has agreed to give a Butte woman 120 days to move her medical marijuana plants from a former school. Lacey Monique had asked for a zoning variance that would have allowed her to continue growing the plants at the long vacant Greeley School in Northeast Butte. Monique, a registered medical marijuana provider in Montana, purchased the old elementary school and was growing the plants inside. County officials said that violated zoning laws. Monique's attorney, Matthew Enruth of Butte, says a proposed compromise would give her 120 days to find another location that did meet zoning requirements. Several neighbors who had opposed the grow operation said they were okay with the deal. The board voted six to nothing to go along with the compromise. Monique says she's pleased with the compromise. She says she can find another location. She says her card-carrying patients suffer from cancer, chronic pain, and other medical conditions that are eased with marijuana. And Montana coal mining output was up 3 million tons during the first half of the year, but problems with the coal strip power plant could derail continued improvements. According to Bud Clinch, Montana Coal Council Executive Director, coal production through June was 17.9 million tons, a 20% increase from the first half of 2016. However, Coal Strip's power plant has shut down Units 3 and 4 for failure to comply with federal mercury and air toxic standards, and thus it's not buying any coal. The Units 3 and 4 were taken offline in late June after tests revealed their emissions of hazardous air pollutants were too high. It's been nearly two months. Plant data submitted to the EPA indicates that the units would have burned more than 1.2 million tons of coal in a typical July and August. They're operating now only for testing purposes. 
That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.